Recording. Recording. Uh, good evening. Welcome to 2A to be or not 2A to be. Uh, this evening we continue to drink Aperol. We continue to get a little bit pish. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're going to be talking about, well, mainly we're going to be talking about cerebellopontine angle masses. But okay. I want to give you a little quiz oh, on posterior fossa masses okay. and the differentials because okay. Mandel has a lovely paper oh, on it, okay. page 229. And I'm going to give you some information and you're going to tell me what the diagnosis okay. will be. We'll work through it together. Thank don't, you. Don't look so scared. <laughs> so, posterior fossa. So I'm not talking about cerebellopontine angle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about posterior, posterior fossa. Give me posterior fossa. Um, and we're going to talk about paediatrics first. Okay. And I want, so this is going to be uh, a mass that is hyper attenuating on CT mm-hmm. and it's restricting on MR mm-hmm. and it's the most common paediatric brain tumour. I think restricting on MR and hyper attenuating on CT okay. are quite useful. Does it spread to the sinal cord? The one we want to image the spine with. Oh, I can't remember. Yes, I think so. Major Rivastoma. Yes. 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 So it's really slender. Remember, yeah. that's yeah. why yeah. it's bright on CT and look and restricting. I think meningioma is cellular. Medulloblastoma is cellular. Super cellular. Super cellular. Okay, and it's the most common paediatric brain tumor. Okay. So very nice. Posterior fossa mass in a child. Mm-hmm. And it is a cystic mass with an enhancing... JPA! JPA, our favourite. And it's juvenile pilocytic astroceratoma. Say it again. Pilocytic. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Now, this is a posterior fossa mass in a child. Mm -hmm. And it is... It looks like it might be arising from the ventricle, but it's squeezing out. (gasps) Ah, toothpaste tumour. Ependymoma. Yes! smashing it all right again posterior fossa in a child this is a cystic mass with an enhancing neural module and some flow voids okay oh and they have a child so also in an adult though hemangioblastoma hemangioblastoma what do they have tubular flow voids yeah but what condition might they have oh hippo von lindo (laughs) von hippo lindo Nice. Hippel von Linda, is that the right von one? Von Hippel Linda! Oh, oh no, I was saying it wrong! Von Hippel Linda! <laughs> really good. Um, this is a posterior fossa mass of a child. Yeah. But they are quite young, they're two years old. Okay, so this is the three year threshold. And they it? have um, a heterogeneous mass yeah. in their posterior fossa. And they also have a renal mass. I should know this. Yes. Oh no! Is this an embryonal? Mm. Yes. ATRT. Which stands for? I didn't. I wouldn't know that. Um, don't tell me. Yeah. So the last bit is rhabdoid tumor. Yes, it is. And the first bit is something territory. Yes. Um. A. Atypical. Atypical. Atypical territory slash rhabdoid tumor. Really nice. So that's the, it's a bit like medulloblastoma, but younger, right? Yeah. Am I right in thinking that? Uh, Those are our two embryonal peanuts. Yes. Yeah? Yes. Yeah. And also, um, when you talk about the kidney, 
tuberculosis has the kidney, and remember that's the one that I got confused that time. Yes. But it's a different type of kidney issue, but yes. Yes, ATRT, um, you can have malignant rhabdoid tumours of the kidney. Whereas the other one is fatty. Yes, yes. exactly. And von Hippel, it's renal cysts. You get like cysts and you can get cancers as well. Yeah. Renal cell carcinomas. Um, what a delight. You've done very well in posterior fossa masses in children. Thank you. We're now going to move on to posterior fossa mass in adults. So, um, I mean, this, this one's quite easy. So okay. good. Um, they've got a history of a previous primary malignancy. They've got enhancing mass with edema and they've got multiple lesions. Metastasis. Yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was like a specific type of yeah. like, like, okay, <laughs> exactly. This one, they've got a cystic mass with an enhancing neural nodule. They've got a history of one hippo limbed up. Thank you. Um, this one, they've got a mass that's got absolutely no, well, minimal or very little enhancement. And it's just slightly poorly defined. Oh, shit. A posterior fossa. Mm. I, I remember I was talking about this one. So I think this is quite difficult. Think about more general. Okay. So don't let posterior fossa oh, okay. guide you. So we're talking about meningium. No, no, that's light bulb. In yeah. Fossa. Think about the tumours we've talked about. Mm -hmm. And some of them might be not enhancing. Mm -hmm. And there. Yeah. So it be like the fetal brain. Yeah. Okay. So it's written here astrocytoma. I think that's the same as glioma. Kind of. Yeah, it is a type. Yeah. Yeah. It's a low grade glioma. Exactly. So it, I think I was thinking of it as a low grade astrocytoma, yeah. which we said is non enhancing. Okay. And they can be like anywhere. You expect them super gentle, really, but they can be anywhere. That's so right. don't forget that that could be an option. Yeah. Um, but I think that's a difficult one. And then um, this one's a slightly odd one. Mm -hmm. Posterior fossa mass in adults still. Yeah. They're a young adult. Okay. And it's in quite a lateral location. I didn't know this. this I think we did talk about what it was lateral, yeah. So this is also a medulloblastoma. Oh, okay, fine. So I think don't trick ourselves into thinking it's only children with yeah. medulloblastomas. No, but I think that younger adults. Well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, perfect. That's all I wanted to talk about. That was our great. Quiz. Thank you. So now we're going to talk about um, nerve racking. I've sobered up. Very nice. We should be drunk when we do the exam. I think we should. Um, so cerebellar contact angle masses. So I'm looking at Mandel. Yeah. Um, page two hundred and thirty onwards. Um, I'm not going to go through the anatomy of the CPA okay. on this because yeah. I feel like anatomy needs a picture. Yeah. Right? Okay. And we can't describe a picture. No. Um, yeah, I think everyone can visualise cerebellar pontine angle. Exactly. Yeah. So key features I want you to be thinking about because you're going to be looking at them. Yeah. Are the porous acousticus? Are you about to tell me all the categories? No. Oh, okay. Good. No, oh, and areas of anatomy. Yeah, yeah, yeah sorry. So things that are like yeah, relevant, relevant to, to this. this we're yeah. looking at. So porous acousticus. What's that? <laughs> so you showed me this yeah. on imaging. Yeah. I yeah. I, I don't know think, how to describe it. And I don't know whether yeah. um 
I don't know whether I just misheard when I was told it was called the Porus Acousticus or whether it can also be called the Portus Acousticus. Okay. And that makes it's a like lot more door. sense to me. It's the door. Yeah. And it's like the opening of the internal trumeatus. So, you know, you've got your cerebral. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. just that opening where your um, cochlear and go facial nerve go in and they yeah. go into the internal trumeatus. I just need a picture. Okay. Yeah, I thought so. I've got a picture here on my dad. Oh. It's just here. Do you see we're sort of you're the wrong way up, but yeah. that's your pons. Pons, yeah. And then you've got like this is anterior, you've got your clivus here. It's the porticus because so coming here, the door it's before that, that. It, well it's the Sistering. opening at the internal trumeatus. Yeah. Yeah? I think so. Thank you. Um and then Obviously, your um, what are your basal systems called at that point? Uh, oh, uh, so you have the interpeduncular, which is a bit far away from mm. there. So you've got your prepontine, yeah, is the front bit, and, and between then you've that, got your cerebellopontine angle system. Oh, okay, fine, fine, yeah. So tell me about some CPA masses. CPA. Okay, so um, I in my head divide it mm. uh, into well, there's one that's by far the most common. Yeah, should we talk about that? And that's an acoustic. Well, a schwannoma. Yes. And within that, you can have acoustic schwannomas. I think. Like acoustic. I think an acoustic schwannoma is the same as a vestibular schwannoma. But I. But I'm calling them the vestibular schwannoma. Yeah. All no, but I think there's like just a schwannoma, and then okay. vestibular is like a particular one. Yes, absolutely. Okay, fine. Yeah, yeah. But the most common is the vestibular one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me about them. Um, so they are like, as the word or name describes, schwannoma. So like Schwann cell. Yeah. Type tumor. Yeah. Um, so it will grow from a nerve. Yeah. Um, and in the cerebellopontine angle, I think the most common nerve is the yeah. Yeah. Vestibular. So, vestibular and cochlea. Yeah, vestibular. Yeah, vestibular cochlea. Um, and with that one, that's the one that causes um, expansion into this porous acousticus yes. area. Exactly. Yeah. What other? So, um, exactly that. So, you get widening of the porous acousticus. Yeah. And then what we're going to talk about what is whether else? it enhances and things like that. Yeah. Which I think it does. Mm -hmm. Avidly. Avidly. Thank you. Avid. Um, what does it look like on T2? Oh, that's going to be my thing. I, in my head, it's probably quite cellular. No. no. So it's high. Then on so T2. it's bright on bright T2. On T2. Yeah. Fine. Um, and I think the type of patient that presents with this is, you know, ear symptoms. Yeah. So they're going to have sensory neural hearing loss. Yeah. Um, and uh, tinnitus. Yeah. Mm, I don't know about tinnitus. Okay. Maybe. Um, what's the characteristic? appearance of it it's got a a thing it looks like um ice cream cone yes yeah 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 i have heard that so the ice cream cone appearance describes the cone protruding through and widening the porous acousticus yeah and the ice cream at the cerebellocontine junction they can become cystic when they get larger yeah that's quite important the cystic mm -hmm. um they arise from the nerve, so they can just be, I think they're called intracanalicular when they're just in the internal auditory meatus. 
doesn't say that in my well, and it doesn't extend further. So it doesn't. I haven't come back to the okay. cerebellar contact angle yet. Oh yeah, they okay. can just be in the yeah. internal ultramiatus. Um, they can arise from other nerves at the CPA. Yeah, so it's the, the other ones would be seven or five. Yeah, yeah. thank you. <laughs> um, and a trigeminal schwannoma can go into Meckel's cave. Yes. Mm -hmm. Lovely. Uh, why might you have two schwannomas? Bilateral. Yeah. Yeah. Which is quite common, I think. Oh, neurofibromatosis type two. Thank so you. maybe not that common. Yeah, but but yeah, common, but common yes. question probably. Yeah, yeah, common question. Yeah, yeah. Uh, very nice. So that's schwannomas. Um, what other masses are there at the? Sorry, I'm just looking at pictures. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's sorry. Okay. What um, other masses might you have at the cerebellar pontine angle? Uh, so then, so after this one, your next one's meningioma. Oh, lovely. So we know meningioma as well. Yeah. They light up like light bulbs, they have a dual tail. Mm. They're uh, very hypercellular, so imagine not necessarily high on T2. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Doesn't what say, but yeah. Okay. I don't know if I'm right. But, um, oh, this says it's, this one's bright on T2. Fine. Sorry. No, yeah, ignore yeah. that then. So bright on T2. Uh, um, Dural tail enhances, avidly enhances, mm. um, that's about it. and a very homogeneous. Yes, yeah. Um, although meningioma is overall the most common extra axial mass mm -hmm. in adults, only the second most common mass of the cerebellar content angle, and it's about 10 to 15% of all cerebellar content angle yeah. masses. Meningioma has a bit of calcification. Meningiomas often feature a short segment of dural enhancement mm -hmm. and may induce adjacent bony hyperostosis. Oh, yeah! Is that what you were saying yeah. earlier? Yeah. Approximately 20% calcify. Yeah. In contrast to schwannomas, where calcification is very rare. Yeah. In contrast to a schwannoma, a CPA meningioma does not enlarge the porous acousticus. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Um, I think this is all key to talk about the differences. Yeah, exactly. Um, you can get... What is this? Okay, so there's images on page 231 of Mandel that I'm just looking at. Mm -hmm. They're actually quite rubbish images, but they say um, it's T2 hyperintense. Um, on pre-con T1 and post-con T1, you can see that it avidly enhances. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It can extend, so from the left CPA into the porous acousticus, but doesn't widen it. Okay. Um, and it can also extend into Dorello's canal, which causes a sixth nerve palsy. Um, and you can flatten the pons a bit. Oh, and you can encase the basilar artery as well. Oh, I had read that somewhere. Yeah. That it doesn't compress on, but it encases. Well, yeah. wait, because I think there's actually another one it that does that more characteristically. Okay, fine. Yeah. Okay. So it just holds on. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's all I really want to tell you about meningiomas. Please continue on to the next. So then my next. So those are like my one category. So yeah. My next category is cystic structures. Okay. And there's two. Right. So. And for some reason, my head's only remembered the second one. Yeah. The first one is, uh, don't tell me. Okay. I think it's going to start with E. <laughs> there is one that starts with okay, E. So the second one is arachnoid cyst. Mm. But the other one is, I want to say epidermal. You would be correct okay, in saying so epidermoid cyst. Okay. Um, and so the key thing is like how you're going to differentiate them. Yeah. I don't think either of them is going to cause expansion of that uh, porous 
No, the Schwannoma is the only thing that Yeah, exactly. Expands. So neither of them causes that yeah. expansion. The porous acousticus. Um, and their cystic structures. I think the difference between them is what they do on flare. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Tell me. So I think acoustic. Oh, not acoustic. It's easier to talk about arachnoid first. Yeah, arachnoid cysts mm. follow CSF. Exactly that. Yeah. So yeah. they... So they are a CSF-filled cyst, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so then on flare, they're going to be attenuated. Exactly. Yeah. Very nice. Um, it says here, although most, although most arachnoid cysts are supratentorial, the cerebellopontine angle is the most common infratentorial location, right? An arachnoid cyst will follow CSF on all sequences, mm-hmm. including complete suppression on flare. Mm-hmm. Versus an epidermoid versus cyst. Versus an epidermoid which cyst. Which on flare would be high. Which I think on flare is high, but also is restricting. Yeah. So, epidermoid okay. cysts, congenital lesion arising from the ectopic, ectodermal, epithelial tissue, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Epidermoids progressively enlarge because of desquamation of keratinized epithelium lining the cyst. Mm-hmm. The mass characteristically insinuates in between structures, encasing cranial nerves and vessels. And gross. Oh, that's the food, but carry on. Gross pathology features are characteristic cauliflower like surface. I know that's something. That you... That's something else. So that's it. I know, but cauliflower tumour is characteristic. Okay, fine. Tumor. But these ones also can look like a cauliflower. Okay. Uh, Love these. On CT, epidermoid cysts can mimic an arachnoid cyst. Sorry, I'm sorry to talk. Can you yeah. repeat what you were saying about cauliflower? Yeah. So these masses, these are epidermoid cysts, mm-hmm. they characteristically insinuate in between structures, encasing mm-hmm. cranial nerves and vessels. Mm-hmm. So gross, is this the one that characterizes? Yes, it encases. Yeah. Um, gross pathology features are characteristic cauliflower-like surface. On CT, it mimics an arachnoid cyst because it looks like it's water attenuation like a a cystic structure like it's filled with csf but on mri um an epidermoid cyst again so it looks like csf on t1 and 2 but unlike an arachnoid cyst epidermoid does not suppress on flare Mm -hmm. and diffusion sequences show very bright signal so it's very restricting and it has t2 shine through Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Post-surgical diffusion follow-up is critical to detect any residual focus, which will still be um, restricting. That's useful. Yeah. Yeah. Rarely. That makes sense because you might like post-surgical or post-treatment still have like a a blobby appearance or like a normal T1, T2. Yeah. Look at the diffusion to see if it's actually still restricting. Um, rarely epidermoids may exhibit signal hyperintensity on unenhanced T1 weighted imaging. These are known as white epidermoids. I mean, obviously. Whatever. Whatever. So that's arachnoids and epidermoids. Yeah. Any other, I've got two more things yes. that can be a cerebellopontine angle mass. Mm. So this is now not as familiar for me. These okay. are quite random. Is yeah. It? yeah. Okay. Well, one is, one is like an anatomical thing that can be Oh, so nice. Yeah, Thank you. Um, so a vertebrobasilar aneurysm arising from the posterior inferior cerebellar artery, so pica. Yeah. 
anterior inferior Ica. cerebellar artery ica, vertebral artery or basilar artery. They can all appear as a well-defined, avidly enhancing lesion and may initially be mistaken for a schwannoma or meningioma on contrast CT. Okay, fine. Um, so I guess on CT, all of these things, so a schwannoma, a meningioma, mm, and an aneurysm all light up in contrast. But then on MRI, you get, in these lesions, you get flow voids, you can get a pulsation artefact. And also, if you do like specific MRA, that's diagnostic. So it says here MRA and CTA are diagnostic. Okay, very nice. And then I've got one more cerebellar content angle mass. No, um, an intraaxial neoplasm. So a posterior fossa neoplasm can invade um, into the, yeah, the yeah, cerebellar yeah. content angle. Mm, okay. So an exophytic brainstem glioma or MET can invade. Yeah. Uh, a medulloblastoma tends to occur in the midline, but lateral involvement, which is what we just did in adults, what we just talked about, yeah. lateral involvement of the cerebellar hemispheres can be seen in older children or young adults. Yeah. A pendymoma can squeeze through the mm -hmm. lateral fourth ventricle foramina, so the lushka, and come out into the CPA. Into the CPA. Yeah. Hemangioblastomas associated with. But I presume when you're looking at scanning, yeah, because you see that there's lesion elsewhere not only in the cpa that'll help of you course. exclude all the other cysts yeah yeah okay. but i think it's useful for like the two b's to have that as a back of your mind yeah. okay. so that you can say like obviously other things i think about was if it was an interaxial mass extending but i don't think it's because of this 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 yeah or, yeah okay i get it or if it is obviously an interaxial mass expanding you yeah. say my other things for cpa angles would be a oh, schwannoma and a geoma and yeah, and actually i didn't of those because of this yeah yeah okay. um let me just say my last bit mm -hmm. hemangioblastoma associated with von hippel lindau disease typically presents in the cerebellar hemisphere as a fluid secreting tumor with a cyst and enhancing nodule mm -hmm. there are often prominent flow voids mm -hmm. in the tumor mm -hmm. but Another intracranial manifestation of von Hippel-Lindau serum imaging is an endolymphatic sac tumour. Now, I've told you about where the endolymphatic sacs are before. Do you remember? Yeah. So, do you remember we were talking about you have the cochleas, the semicircular? Oh, yes, 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 on that. Vestibular aqueduct. I think it was thickened. Yeah. Yes. So, vestibular aqueduct comes out to the endolymphatic sacs. Yeah. So, if you've got a tumour on that posterior petrous ridge yeah. at the back of your petrous bone mm -hmm. where all your inner ear is yeah that could be von hippel lindau as well and you would see that i guess on your slice looking at and the cerebral angle so that's uh, an endolymphatic tumour, and that's also associated with von hippel lindau so what if you saw you know you but if you saw that would your first thing be von hippel or is there more common I don't. We'll find that. We'll find that out later. But it's just interesting, I guess, if you've got like an intraaxial cerebellar lesion, mm -hmm. cyst and enhancing nodule, plus like if you then saw like an enlarged endolymphatic sac, you could be like, Ooh. I think this patient's got von Hippel-Lindau. Mm. Right. Good. Give me a quick fire. Okay, sorry. Of the cerebellar pontine angle. So, masses. cerebellar pontine angle masses yeah. actually, in my head, I'm now going to divide them into three things. Okay. Nice. Number one, most commonly, like 90% schwannomas, specifically um, vestibular schwannomas, and we're thinking of that expansion of the porous acousticus will be like a ding, 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 ding. Yeah. Um, 
avidly enhancing. Yeah. Yeah, and like quite homogeneous from the nerve, etc. Ice cream cone. Ice cream cone. Mm -hmm. Um, Number two, meningiomas. We know a lot about them. I don't think there's anything else to say. And then my second group are the cystic things. Yeah. And those are epidermoid and arachnoid. Yeah. Uh, Arachnoid, think follow the same as CSF on all imaging, so they will suppress on flare, yeah. whereas epidermoid yeah. will be bright on flare. Yeah. Um, anything else about epidermoid? Yeah, some other things about yeah. epidermoid. So they've got diffusion, this, they restrict on they diffusion. They restrict on diffusion and also they like encase structures. Yes, that's yeah. the one that will actually encase yeah. the carotid yeah. and nerves, and etc. Rarely may exhibit signal hyperintensity on unenhanced T1 and they're called white epidermoids. Yeah. yeah, and then finally my last group, which yeah. is kind of like the random group, yeah. that's things like aneurysms. Aneurysms will look the same as schwannomas and meningiomas on CT. Yeah. Um, but like enhanced CT. Diagnostically, yeah. you want an MRA or CTA, and then yeah. you'll have your answer. Yeah. And they're going to be picas, icas, uh, um, vertebral, or basilar. Yeah. Um, and then finally, the last thing is things sort of pushing out into the yeah. cerebellopontine nice. angle. So things such as your uh, wrong, wrong order, but epidermoid, epi, toothpaste, epidermoid. Pendemoma. Thank you. Face tumors. Yeah. I think medulloblastomas. Mm-hmm. Because uh, they tend to occur. It, um, not in the midline. So exophytically. In young to adult. Yeah, exactly. Young adults. Yeah. yeah. So young kids, middle, bit older, lateral. Very yeah, nice. Exactly. Um, other things. Other things. Yeah, which we talked about. We don't need to make you. Okay, this thank you. podcast, that's the point. Thanks. Thank you. Kind regards. Kind regards.